it's coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Okay, let's talk about Sunday Night Football then. Bucks Saints. This could be a rough lay night game to sit through. Yes. But I, th- I don't think you have to squint too hard to see it being close or closer than or the, the other way around. Yeah, I mean it could it could be a decimation. We could, it could be two scores, Bucks just coast for the division title. But the Saints have beaten them the last three times in the regular season. In the regular season, and they've beaten them this season. So yep. there is a chance here that the Saints could put it all together. But that last game against the Saints, I kind of rewatched some of the highlights. And I forgot how crazy it was. There was some really weird stuff happening. Like the Saints had an absolute monster on defense. They had three picks, including a pick six on Brady yeah. and a forced fumble. Like that doesn't happen a lot. So well, pick six won the game as well. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah. A walk-off pick six. So unless that kind of happens again, that kind of craziness and they had all kinds of receivers that you've never heard of stepping up and getting points hey you can't say Traquan smith is unknown <laughs> in a big game last year for one game yeah yeah i mean when the when the saints top uh wide receiver has got 530 yards this season and is number 55 in the list of wide receivers for the nfl you know you know they've got a good passing game Jack. absolutely i mean you look back to that game too um I think the Saints had six first downs by penalties, so the, maybe you can have it more as a case of the Bucks beat themselves with interceptions, that pick six at the end. There's another one earlier in the game and a lost fumble from Brady. Uh-huh. Yeah, and oh, it wasn't from from Brady. So someone else lost the fumble, and you had an area where the Bucks outgained the Saints by sixty yards mm-hmm. and were much better on third down, but they just couldn't capitalize upon that dominance they had and the Saints opportunistic which in fundamentally in a game if you get take your opportunities and make the most of them you've always got a chance looking ahead to this weekend's game the argument could be well if you've got Simeon in the game or Hill at quarterback the entire game whether or not that's going to be a massive loss but they only had Winston I think for the first two quarters in that first that's game when he tore his ACL or yeah something. so it's not as if they had in inverted commas a good quarterback which of course we all know that we don't think that Jameis Winston is exactly <laughs> yeah. uh even in the top half of quarterbacks in the league. It's a shame, though, Jazz, that he's not playing this game, isn't it? Because it would well, be more you know, fun if he was, right? He can eat some more Ws, can he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Or not. <laughs> it would make a massive difference. This is this is the, the sad thing about the New Orleans Saints, though, at this point, is I don't bank on anybody that they've got outside Winston. And we never bank on Winston to yeah. lead that offence. So when you're praying for Jameis Winston to be involved in a game to give it a chance to actually be competitive, that shows you the struggle that we've got here now with the New Orleans Saints in the offense. It says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, as long gone as that offensive powerhouse of Breeze throwing the ball all over the place for thousands of yards every year and keeping hold of the ball and having Michael Thomas or in the past Marcus Colston, even Jimmy Graham looking like absolute stud receivers. There's yeah, no just, receiver on the Saints. You've got Deontay Harris. And then Kamara yeah. catching dunk off balls 
And there was a bit of hype about Marcus Callaway coming into the season, but he hasn't really done a great deal. But you could argue that's because he's their number one receiver with Michael Thomas out. So he's getting the best cornerback and he is probably more of a number two receiver at best. So you don't have the ability to create separation that you need to try and get the big splash plays that the Saints usually tend to get here and there, especially with Sean Payton calling the plays. Yeah, 29th in passing yards, just above your Eagles. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. That says a lot about the Eagles that they're below... (laughs) Saints in passing. Well, the Eagles don't even pass. We just run hurts. So <laughs> run first. And hear the pain in your voice. Yeah. There. But um yeah, it's I mean one thing one. one thing that I have a look at, I was you know looking at loads of stats for this, but I mean an interesting one. If we if we're trying to think about this as a com- really competitive football game, um, and the potential for the Saints to upset this one, they are top in points in the fourth quarter. Oh, really? So yep. Just behind your Steelers, who are a fourth quarter team this year as well. <laughs> That's all because um, of that Vikings game. <laughs> yeah, largely that Vikings game, I think. But yeah, so the Saints do score late on. So uh, is there a chance that they could at least kind of cover the spread? Which is 11, by the way. <laughs> well, I think um, you're going to say maybe there's a chance they keep it tight and accelerate in the fourth quarter and maybe uh, nick it. I just, I, yeah, I'm... That's the thing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of this as as trying to make it competitive rather than the Saints actually upsetting it and winning, because that it feels like a harder case. Again, it's a it's a division game, though, isn't it? It's a big rivalry game. So yeah. no matter what happens, you've got the area where you've got players who know how each other play, coaches that have schemed against each other several times. And there's a certain level of familiarity with it, and in some cases, a little bit of personal hatred. I think along the. Um, with Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, that it adds an extra level of spice and dimension to it. So we've seen games mm-hmm. in the past, in division games, where there's been big upsets because the other team just gets up for it more than the, the team who should win because they think, oh, we should hopefully roll them quite easily. I don't think the Bucks will do that, having lost earlier in the season to them. But it's not impossible to see past it, especially this year. We've had such strange results on a mm-hmm. week-by-week basis where you just can't pick who's going to win anymore with any sort of confidence as we found out with our um, usual lackluster betting appearances. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, if there's... you might as well just bet on every underdog every week hope um, best. and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But if there's one team you can rely on at the moment in the NFL, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Not just, uh, and we'll get onto their great record on home soil as well this, this season. But aside from that Saints game and going into it earlier in the year, we were probably less apathetic than we are on this New Orleans Saints team now because going into that game, they had Jameis Winston at least. They had their their starting quarterback. Maybe the Washington football team, but we know that they're actually a pretty good defense on paper. So that that those were two surprising losses. But the other loss that they've got on their scorecard at the moment is to the Rams. Everything else is victories. 10-3 and three is a great record, particularly when everybody else around the, in the NFL doesn't have that level of consistency at all. And not only that, this is very much got that feeling of week 11, turned it on against the Giants, blew them out of the water, good win against the Indianapolis Colts in a hard-fought yeah. game, did the Atlanta Falcons fairly comfortably, and then got a big win last week over a Buffalo Bills team that many people think could be going to the Super Bowl this year and still hold on to that idea. So this is now the Bucks doing kind of what they did last year is, okay, last third of the season... We're taking things up a notch now. Let's it, let's go. Say, uh, I agree with all of that. But last season, if it, it feels even different to last season, because it's easy to forget now because they won the Super Bowl. 
and they were so dominant in the playoffs and they were very dominant at the end of the season, as you said. But, you know, it was the Saints that won the division. It was the Saints that finished 14-2. and two. And the Saints had beat them twice in the regular season. Yeah, and they were a wild card team going into the playoffs, the Bucks. Um, I think it's a very different team now. I mean, they're number one in um, points per game. Um, number one total and, offense, number one in passing yeah. offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the stats are there. And it is kind of... it's This is the game for them where they can really try and claim the one seed because i had a look at the other the other fixtures that we got less so we've got or schedule um <laughs> if we're using all the americanisms but they should have their eye on the one seed because they've really after this game if they win if they win this weekend they've got the panthers twice and the jets they're yeah. going to win all three of those games yeah. i can't make a case for the panthers they look or they look done don't they they look completely done they're waiting yeah. for the off season and the jets we you know we know that that's not going to happen the Packers have got the Ravens, Browns, Vikings, Lions. They're currently in the one seed. That's a tough, apart from the Lions, that's a tough run of games. Cardinals have got, yeah, Cardinals have got <laughs> harsh jazz. Cardinals have got Lions, Colts, Cowboys, Seahawks. Rams have got Seahawks, Ravens, Vikings, 49ers. So I think that, you know, the Bucks win this weekend. That's it. They're 14 and three. They should See be later. The one they're, seed. The, yeah. they're the one seed, yeah. Unless the Packers run the table, which they could do. Very possible. It is a big thing coming into this game, in fairness. Trying to find a way to try and get that one seed and have an extra week off and ensure home field advantage and ensure you're always in warm weather rather than having to travel to the West Coast. Or yeah, yeah. And they'll know that. North. Tom Brady will know that. I mean, conversely, to look at it from the, you know, a motivation for the Saints, I think the, the Saints were still in the playoff hunt. You know, now we've got an extra wild card spot. You know, they could make the playoffs, which would be a really good achievement with the quality they've got. But I think more more importantly for them, they just don't want to see this Bucks team win the division this weekend yeah. against them. Mm-hmm. So they are highly motivated and they could play spoiler to stop them getting that number one seed. Yeah. So I think hey. that they're going to be really motivated this weekend. And I hope so, because then it will be a tie again. That's that rivalry thing again, the divisional yeah. matchup. That's where it always comes into it. And that always helps to, like I said before, add a lot of extra spice to the whole proceedings. And sure, we don't just get hopefully not a dead rubber, especially for a Sunday night game, because the last thing that the NFL wants as well is to have a, a dead rubber there. But the Saints have been a strange team this year. They started off five and two, and then they've gone on a I think it's a five game losing streak, and yeah. then had a one game win last week against the Jets that's kind of snapped it. But yeah, but what a win against the Jets! I mean, yeah, like... I mean, there's still that wasn't like a, a blowout win, lot, although the it? score the score will say otherwise. I'm pretty sure at the start of the fourth quarter is. 13-7 or something like that. So it's still relatively close, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it isn't as if they played power football and just destroyed the Saints. The end result, if you just saw that, would look that way. But that's not what happened. So again, you have an area where they could have lost six in a row and be sitting here at five and eight rather than six and seven. So it's it's peculiar. I think the loss of Alvin Kamara for several games has been a huge loss for their offense, especially losing any sort of passing attack. They need to have everything running through him. A bit like the Giants had with Saquon Barkley before he got injured a couple of years ago. Everything mm-hmm. was just basically going through him and the occasional pass was going long because everyone was just selling out to stop Saquon Barkley. And that's what it seems like every team has had to do against Kamara, but he still finds a way because he's just that sort of good as a human joystick, isn't he? Yeah, and he looked quality he looked vintage Kamara last week as well yeah um 
I, I mean, he needs to have just an amazing game. For, well, the Saints, but, the know, Saints the are zero and four without him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, the Bucks D can just target him. I mean, if they can shut him down in the running game, and they're much better at doing that than they were last year. If they can oh, shut I them down disagree in the with that. Game. I think they were number one rushing defense last year. I think this year they're fourth or fifth. Oh, okay. They've got not got been quite as good. I think yards per game I was looking at, but um, yeah, I mean, either overall way, it's mean, not as good because their passing defense hasn't been quite as good. But yeah, I think rush defense, the... they with Todd Bowles, he knows how to scheme for rush defense, and they tend to be there or thereabouts in the top five. So I mean, yeah, they've got the weapons on defense then to to beat them. I mean, I, they've got a few injuries in the secondary. Um, Sherman and Anton Winfield Jr. are possibly both out. Um, and then on offense, they've got Leonard Fournette is probably going to be out with an ankle injury. I don't think they've called that yet. But Ronald um, Jones is a wonderful a replacement for him. Let's not forget yeah. that Rojo is a very good Rojo running back. Yeah, <laughs> he's a very good running back. So there's no reason why he can't step up and replace him relatively ably, to be honest. Yeah, and then injuries for the Saints. Taysom Hill, if you know, if he's if he's starting, his finger injury really held him back last week and he's not the best of passers anyway i just yeah so i don't know well, what do you what do you think rough. of Taysom hill of like longevity in the nfl i know the but saints obviously they, gave him that deal they this paid year him so much money i was going to say they, they've paid him a load of money for a four-year extension wasn't it yeah which is going to take him to 36 i think it something is something like that and, and i'm sure it's also not just a case of here's the set fee it's okay here's what you're gonna get as your base if we play you at qb enough times this is what you'll get you play at tight end enough times, this is what you'll get. So there's almost an incentive for him to make sure that he whines to the coaches and moans to them to be played at quarterback. And it's clear that he's not their answer. Well, it feels he feels like a guy that is... If you have him in your locker room and you use him so effectively that it could then be one of those things where the NFL kind of pivots around it and other teams start replicating it. And, yeah. oh, wow, we've got this guy that can do pretty much everything. We can send play. him anywhere. Oh, wow. And you think maybe that's going to be the next step of a game-changing type of player in the NFL. But he's not good enough at this point to be that game-changer. And actually, I think it becomes a negative for the Saints because they've now got this guy where you don't really know what you want to do with him what you do know is that he's not good enough to play lead quarterback in the NFL. Or receiver or tight end. Or running back. To be honest with you, he's a jack of all trades and master of none of them. And he's not great at all the trades that he does, if I'm totally honest. He's he's very much, okay, this is to put a football analogy on it. Remember when Phil Jones was young at yeah. Man United and came in and people said he's a great centre-back at the moment, but he could also be a great defensive a midfielder. midfielder. Yeah. And they kept switching him between the two. And he never mastered either one, and it never ended up coming to fruition that he was well, great. He did in... get injured all the time as well as a didn't help, and his, issue with yeah, that. that that facial expression every so often as well doesn't help him too much either. Yeah. Not to knock Phil Jones too much, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like you, once you think, oh well, maybe he can play multiple positions rather than focusing on one, it can be detrimental to the development of somebody of actually getting great in one position. Yeah. I think you've got that with Taysom Hill at this point. That's what Minka Fitzpatrick was saying at the Dolphins. When he was in the Dolphins, he was getting very annoyed that he wasn't being played at safety or corner. He was being played between safety and slot corner. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, play me in one of the two so I can learn exactly what I need to do and I'll be my the best player I can be. And the Steelers were like, yeah, we'll take you. We'll put you in free safety. Don't worry about it. And now look at what how good he has become. 
and showing to the Dolphins that if they just put him into the right place, him on that Dolphins defense now would be ridiculous. Mm. Because the Dolphins defense is, again, a, as I said before, a collection of players who aren't superstar names in their own right, but as a collective, function really, really well as a unit. He would be a wonderful superstar name at some point. You could argue that now to plug into that and he'd elevate that even further. That's why I love having him on the Steelers at the back end because he makes such a difference. It's like not quite as good as having Troy back there in the old days, but it's not too far away. I love that you're saying this now and obviously this will go out on air after the Miami Dolphins have been blown out by the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think Zach Wilson's got it in him, to be honest. Also, just getting back to this Sunday night football game, the Bucks are unstoppable on home soil. They're they're, in, they're incredible this season. Six and 30 plus points in every home game. First team to do it since Brady and the 07 Patriots. Brady's doing it again, and that With shows as well. Of weapons like he had in the 07 Patriots too. Yeah, and as you were saying, Dave, earlier, the desire to have home field advantage when on home field you're that good. It's huge for the Bucks. So you oh, can say yeah. the Saints want to be, you know, ruin the party and everything like that. But you just don't, again, you don't get that feeling from Tampa Bay that this is considered like a party game, end of the season, we're probably going to make the playoff. This is a, let's go and just finish foot on the neck, yeah. get yeah, the yeah, job yeah. done. It's that. I mean, Tom, that's not Tom Brady's MO, is it? Yeah. Tom Brady's no. MO is not, oh, let's take it easy. No, every game, every snap, yeah. every play. He, he doesn't look past games easily. And this is... They would have circled this in the calendar even a couple of weeks ago. It's like, well, yeah. if we can get to that, then we should Even at the start of the season, to be honest. And, yeah. and this Bucks team, I know potentially out uh, without Leonard Fournette this weekend. And I've spoken about this a lot this season, of it's balanced. Yeah. Balance is so key in the NFL if you can start hitting people from different places. For the Saints, particularly looking at the offense, you go, right, shut down Alvin Kamara. You shut down Alvin Kamara at this point with that Saints team you're going to be golden in, as preventing them from putting points on the board. Yeah. With the Bucks, you don't know where the threat comes from. And they are, I mean, Bruce Arians, I think, is a great coach and can adapt on the fly. And, and Brady obviously has a lot of influence on what takes place on the field offensively. But similarly, defensively as well, they've got really good defensive line. They've got fairly solid secondary. I wouldn't ever say it's going to be, you know, top five in the NFL, but it's not bad at all. And it's there's no kind of, Oh, that is the big weakness for their yeah. defense, and and yeah, well, that, that's that's the thing. It, how can we really see the Bucks not scoring thirty, and can we see the Saints scoring thirty? So the the Saints have to keep the Bucks under probably fifteen points to have even a, sh- a it's just not gonna shred happen. of hope. I know, and it's just not going to happen. It shouldn't do, but you never know. Yeah, I but mean, weird, weird stuff happens, and I'll I have to eat my words. Um, you know when. Something weird happens on Sunday, but it just, I mean, you know, teams that you trust to score 30 points this year, not just, you know, throw out that they've done it so many times already, but it's got to be the Bucks, Packers, Cardinals, I would say. Potentially the Rams. Potentially the Rams, but I would the, the Rams have been up and down. That's why I wouldn't, yeah. you know, Colts, same up and down, you know, the, a few other t- Patriots up and down scoring big and then having weeks off kind of thing. But those three teams, I feel like every week you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to score 30. And if you're going to beat them, you need to score a lot (laughs) more than them. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, I hope we get a good one. But uh, the more I talk about it, the more I'm talking myself into like, 
oh actually that spread of minus 11 looks kind of pretty right like that looks yeah. generous maybe i don't know what do you reckon the uh, under over will be for mike evans's yards by the way because i was looking back for the last four for the games season yeah uh, no no for this game last four games that Lattimore and Evans have played against each other. Lattimore's held Evans to eight receptions, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. Wow. And one of those games, Evans had one reception for two yards and a touchdown. So it wasn't as if he's had terrible games all the way through. He's contributed here and there. But Lattimore seems to not have Evans as number, should we say, but is very good at controlling him and keeping him relatively quiet. So I'd say 50 yards. You're going to get under or over on that. I'll take the over. Over. Okay, I'll take the over just because Leonard. If Leonard Fournette's not playing, then I think that they lean even heavier into the pass. So I'll go over as well. Okay, I would take the under on that base just based on the last four games because there's not. That is some crazy proof. stats, though. Yeah, I'm it surprised. Is impressive. I mean, it also a few years ago, of course, they got into a little bit of an on-field altercation, shall we say? A little bit of a fight. Not as good as the Cortland Finnegan Andre Johnson fight. That was iconic, but. <laughs> Still, it might be fun to see if we get a fight between those two at the weekend as well. So Jazz is hoping that if it's a blowout, we just get pure violence. We get a fight. Yeah, just one. <laughs> it's like ice hockey. I'm here for the fight. <laughs> Jazz, savagery, absolute yeah. savagery. So I think, I think, well. I think we'll uh, we'll cut the talksport bit off there for sure. At 26 minutes exactly, 20 minutes in, perfect work, Jazz. <laughs> oh, there you go. Brilliant. If we get a blowout, I'm just hoping for a fight. Jazz's finale on <laughs> national that's radio. Ready. That is talk sport ready. Come that on, is... You've got to use it now, Ali. Yeah, no, that, I'm not joking. That's going to be where we'll, I'll cut, cut it off cut it. and send it to him. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, mercy. Um, yeah, I'm but it's... I got that one in, so I had to just check to make sure I wasn't wrong about that Mike Evans Lattimore fight. That is, uh, I can't believe those stats. Yeah, it's, the last it's, four games that is it's pretty and one, only one of those games you go over 50. Mike Evans was brilliant against the Bills. Um, I mean, he's, a, so, he's a fantastic receiver, just Lattimore seems Lattimore's to know how to, to get in his head or just cover him exceptionally well. So, yeah. I see a game where you'll have Godwin or Gronk, or if Scotty Miller's playing, <laughs> Scotty Miller will have a bigger game, or Cameron Brait will have a big game because Evans Harry will be Man kept or, down yeah. on one side by Lattimore, just man on man. He might draw some pass interference, which of course doesn't get seen on the score sheet. Um, but I don't see big receptions and big numbers for Evans this week. Fair enough. I, I'm always going to back Mike Evans because I think he's better than Hula Jones. A beast. <laughs> so yeah, he is very good. Probably call him a behemoth of the game. So I thought it was a quite good little segment, that one. Yeah. Yeah. See how it how it how it listens when you when you have it back. Nah. <laughs> nah just roll just send it. it off. Yeah, I'm not going to check it over. It. No, why would it, why on earth would we would I do anything like that? That's a level of uh, editorial skill and time and effort that I'm not willing to put into you know anything. Also, this is all staying in the podcast as well, by the way. So we'll oh, just, good. Yeah, we're just going to let this ride. That's fine. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, I can start swearing now. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Fuck you, Jazz. And the wheels come off. <laughs> Jazz Gillum. I did praise terribly last week bets, by the way. I got I was one in five. Oh gosh, right. Yeah, me just too. Just if you just bet against everything I say, you'd win money. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, man. funnily enough, my 430 to 1 attempt. Two and three. Didn't. Two and one, sorry. So back to two bet for Dave this week. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> back to doubles. Oh, so annoying. I'd like. One step forward. I felt a bit like. Um, I don't know. I got a bit cocky. I was like, oh, I like. I get that three and I can get some momentum going. And then I like, I was like, I was like, that that energy will pull Ollie on board. No. Um, descending. No. Yeah, no. no. I thought that week one when I won my threefold. I won my three three bet for £100. I am like, oh, killing I'm this. Flying. <laughs> I'm flying. I'm figured out. And then the said week two, I didn't win the threefold. And week three, I won again. I was like, well, this is brilliant. Yeah. And then I haven't won a three since. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. I'd don't forget, I'd don't forget so about much, uh, Saturday football, do. by the way. Yeah, we got Saturday football, haven't we? We do. Why are they, why are they doing that, by the way? Did because the college, season? yeah, they always do it. College football season stops, so then they can put something on the Saturday. So we've got going Rage into Browns, like a, a Browns team that is absolutely decimated. I'd look like at the COVID. Yeah. yeah, the COVID list is like. Uh, I mean, no that, effort, that's though, so popping off. That's popping say, off everyone. It's not much of a step down, I don't think. I think Case Keenan's better, to be honest. I mean, yeah. There are people I apparently have been that, calling everybody for everybody else that's out. <laughs> yeah. And the head coach. And the head coach, yeah. Although he was out for that awesome playoff win against your Steelers, wasn't he? Got to watch that from home in his basement. Yeah, that wasn't his win. That was the Steelers. Do you remember absolutely... when they won that game? Oh, I can't forget it, mate. Oh, okay. Watching the first snap of Big Ben's game go over his head. That wasn't that wasn't that his was win. Uh, no, that was the Steelers handing it to them. Let me still be the guide of the day. Wasn't the Browns being good ever? Yeah. Oh, shut up, Jazz. God oh, damn it. Geez. Grumpy uh, Ollie coming out. Just, just yeah. give the Browns some credit somewhere. Look, they're going back down the pan again at the moment with the way that that franchise has been handled. But they beat the Patriot, uh, the Steelers, fair and square in the playoffs. Because they were better than you on the day. There are some teams I will refuse to give credit to ever. One of them is the Browns. One of them is the Cowboys. One of them is Case Keenum. The Keenan. other one is the player, Kirk Cousins. Not going <laughs> to happen. Not my watch. Not up in here. <laughs> I can't believe you give the Ravens more than the Browns. Well, I think it's because... You respect them. There is that, and they're usually a decent team, whereas the Browns are usually trash, and I can't respect a team that's usually trash. But you, that means you're just an old man stuck in your ways, unwilling to allow that's the new generation... Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> oh, this is a nice stat for you, Jazz. Las Vegas, minus 91 point differential since week eight. Ooh. That's savage. <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> that's real bad. I thought the Falcons might have that, because they got waxed. Real they, bad, that, two weeks in a row. That's league? the worst. That's the worst. Yeah, over Ooh. that span since the bye week, that's the worst. Did um, any other um, sort did, of late game? On did you guys Sunday. watch the Chargers last night at all? Any seen any of that? Yeah, watched the highlights. I, I saw the score. Great fun. Chargers slow to start, and then once they got going, yeah, they they can go toe to toe with. Ah, uh, they. I hope that we get years so... of those two going back and forward, like. It'd be really good. But genuinely, like some of the, the Chiefs, best quarterbacks. Chiefs just back now because it feels yeah. like all of the all of the stars are clicking. Like Kelsey was on fire last night. Hill had a. Did he have a rushing touchdown as well? What did uh, he? Was he? Was that a pass? He, he broke off a long one for like fifty yards. I can't remember if it was a pass or. A, I think he might have taken it in the backfield and then run it all the way. But um, yeah, they just look like they're back now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's scary. 
for everyone else. But again, I love the fact that the Chargers kind of went toe to toe, and they're just to you talk about you know what we were talking about with the with the Saints and how it's yeah. just so unwatchable mm-hmm. from the QB position. Those two are just the, genuinely the most aesthetically pleasing quarterbacks to view play the game I think in the NFL right now mm-hmm. not that you're biased at all <laughs> I'm giving Mahomes the credit as well though because Mahomes is that Russell Wilson in his prime type pass and then use legs if I need to and Herbert's got a bit of that bit more traditional pocket but they both just throw the ball I know. like eloquently I hope they stay healthy and we just have like 10 years of them Eloquently? Maybe elegantly? Elegantly. Jesus, sorry. It was a late night last night. Not very eloquently. You don't don't talk when you throw the ball, Ollie. Yeah, I know, but I liked the sound of the word eloquent more. So Mm. Sounds a lot like elegant. The way that eloquent sounds coming out of my mouth, which is really nice to say, is how nice it looks to see both of those two play You can't save it. It's it's too far. I made a boo-boo. Yeah, whatever. Well, he's joined up to it. That's always a good, good move. Thank you very much. No worries. Um, yeah, I think you can throw Aaron Rodgers into that too, though. Right, Patriots. Culture. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers looks like a homeless man at the moment, and that's kind of know, just I bumming me out entirely. I love it. Um, yeah, I actually quite like his look. Yeah. Did you? Because he's shredding defenses. He yeah. looks amazing. Is, where is if it? He that was, keeps... If he was look, if he was playing badly, then it would really like yeah, add some bad. momentum to like how like have the whole a shave, cut your hair. But the fact that he's just going out there like a homeless man and and only they should, teams. They should have him like begging with a cup outside of the Packers Stadium just to like see if people notice or not. Or did you see the fan, the doppelganger fan? Yeah, the identical fans. guy. Yeah. No, no. How have you not seen that? That is yeah, like everywhere. everywhere. Oh my god, somebody looks like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh Chris Collinsworth. I don't get it. Which one of them's the guy? <laughs> Yeah, it did look a lot like him, though. It did, but like I'm not saying identical twins. It's a guy with long hair and a beard and a similar-looking jawline. Like we're just clutching at straws I'm now. You, you, you know, never, you never hear you doing comms like that, Ollie. That's not 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 pro. Not work, not the way I roll. Well, and I, I doesn't do the the color commentary, does he? So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something that he would be saying. It'd be the person next to him would be having that job. Yeah, except Al Davis also started. Talking oh, about it, yeah, though. he really does look like Aaron. Me now, Michaels. Al Michaels. Oh, jeez. Al Davis is. A... God. How much did you drink last night, dude? Al Davis is dead. That's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just went out in London. Had a good time. Good Al Davis you. was really eloquent when he was like. He looked really eloquent. That was the thing. Yeah, oh, Al Davis yeah, looked really fashion. eloquent. He looked. I don't think you'd ever describe him as looking as an eloquent or again elegant man. Does eloquent mean um, like the crypt keeper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's there's a couple of photos of Al Davis in his latter days. Look, he had a great run, but my goodness, he like, was old though. I mean, when he was younger, he, he yeah. still looked a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was, easy, when say. they were winning Super Bowls under him, and like, yeah, yeah, looked 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 a bit of a boss back in those days. Oh yeah, looked like a mafia boss to be honest. Mm. Less so in the last few years. And interesting that his son looks so different in the sense that he looks a lot like um... let's let's not get onto that because there are a lot of things i'd like to say about what his son looks like and i'm not going to oh, okay <laughs> guys dave steelers titans this weekend is this the end of the Steelers season this week is it done i think that was last week really okay that's fine so we're to already done honest. 
I think it's finished. I mean, there's still a okay. chance to to make the playoffs, but even if we do, I don't really rate us to do anything. We'd have to catch fire and really blow teams out now mm-hmm. to to have me thinking we have any sort of chance of doing anything, given we've got injuries everywhere as well. The only thing is with Big Ben talking about being his last season, that can sometimes galvanise a team to suddenly play out their skin, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen for this team. Yeah. Especially because of the position he plays, it's one of the most important ones. Whereas other times, like, like Jerome Bettis, it's not as crucial a running back to the whole success of a team when you've got another running back who's also doing really well in Willie Parker. With Ray Lewis, yes, he was a very important part of that Baltimore defence, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure at that point they had CJ Mosley as a rookie or in his second year next to him, and he was just killing everything around him as well. So you had able-bodied replacements and players in those positions. And for Ray Lewis, he came back and added a little extra spice to it, yes. But it wasn't as if he was the reason why that defence was so dominant or so good. Mm-hmm. He was a not a bit part player, I don't want to say that, but his leadership on the, and off the field was the key to his success and role in trying to galvanise the players. Don't think Big Ben's got that. So I don't think the narrative of, oh, they're going to play really well because this is really going to hold any sort of water at all. Yeah, I think that's fair. Plus, you've, I've just had a look at your schedule. You've got the oh, Chiefs the week after. So, yeah, terrible. I mean, even if you won against the Titans, then I think the Chiefs crash, yeah. If we end up with... A not losing record. So if we finish 500, or we can't finish 500, we finish above 500 because of the tie. Mm-hmm. I honestly see that as an unmitigated success given how poor our offense has been all year and given the horrificness of our schedule. At the start of the year, you, you might remember I said, if we get to nine or 10 wins, I'll be happy because that is a tough schedule to have to look at. Yeah, it was. You, you had one of the hardest. And that was my prediction at the start of the year. And I'm not too yeah. far away from it, in fairness. Yeah. Does um, Big Ben being coming against the Lions, of course, that's an absolute piss take. But does Big Ben know. being that guy that has kind of floated retirement for the last couple of seasons and a bit doesn't... like Brett Favre did, but more annoying because we haven't got a replacement drafted to kind of go in his slot because we all know Mason Rudolph is useless. Is that what prevents the team from actually galvanising around Ben Roethlisberger as a final hoorah? Because like boy cried, boy cried wolf sort of thing. Well, not just that, but you're like, yeah, we get it, Ben. You don't really want to be here, like. You keep saying that you might think about retirement at some point and also the fact that he hasn't played well this year. So it's hard to get... It's not like you... He's had fits and spurts. No, but it's it's easier to galvanise around a guy that can you trust can do it regularly and be like, well, let's do it for him. He's still got it, so let's go and do it. It's like, well, sometimes you're there, sometimes you're not, and you might retire every other year. So, oh... Galvanize around Big Ben. Hooray. Well, it's probably is it the first season where he hasn't been a top ten quarterback Ooh. going into the season? Um, you could argue that last year as well. To be quite frank, do you mean going in opinions or season, statistics? Going into like... the year, I'd say that it was arguable whether he was top ten last year going into the season. Okay, the year after he had his big injury, and lots of other quarterbacks accelerated and came that big rookie class of the Josh Allen's and yeah. There's Jamal so Holmes many quarterbacks ahead of him, isn't there now? Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're just coming up through college much not, more rapidly, aren't they? And they're, they're doing very well as they start. He's really like, he's probably in that kind of like, I don't know. 10, 10 to 25. 20, yeah. yeah. Not 10. Yeah, 25. 15 to 25. 15 to 25, I'd say. Yeah. Somewhere in that sort of range. Yeah. Which is a shame, but at the same time, he's had a very long career. He started in 2004. So it's not as if he's oh, had no, he's three gonna be years and suddenly fallen off a cliff. 
he's just yeah, he definitely made the Hall of Fame. It's just as with all players when we get to the end of their career, they just don't look as good as they did. It's like if you watch no, Superman's not a good answer. If you watch Batman and he's in his sixties, he's not jumping off roofs anymore. He's got to worry about his hips. Mm-hmm. So you gotta think about those things when you sort of judge players as being good or bad at that point. And it's a natural progression of a team and all things will have to come to an end. And we're just seeing that with Big Ben and hopefully this year we'll find an answer at quarterback that can give us some sort of chance next year because we've got young skill players who I think actually look like they're pretty good. Deontay Johnson's had a wonderful season after having a ridiculous amount of drops last year. I think he's had two or three this year as opposed to six in a game or whatever like, it was. I like Claypool. Yeah. Claypool, if yeah, I love what Mike Tomlin said that Claypool is maturing and he can't mature fast enough and the team can't mature fast enough around him because you can see that he's got all the talent but that Vikings game where he had his first down and celebrated his first down rather than grabbing the ball running back to the line to try and give some people a bit more time mm-hmm. that's just stupid game management from a oh, yeah. young player yeah oh, that's that the celebrating too game. much that every single player does and then just yeah Tom not realizing in the moment i mean like, about that oh 100 percent, and rightfully so yeah like i'm sure he did with antonio brown with the instagram live it just seems at the minute we seem to be very good at drafting some receivers that do some stupid things AB, we know all about his issues we've had in the past. TikTok. Uh, Juju with his TikTok dancing, which completely kind of torpedoed our season, if you could argue that last year. And then Claypool doing this. So, What are his stats this year, Juju? He's just like... He's been injured he did, a lot. He's been injured as well. Okay. Yeah. So like, not, I haven't even seen him on the like, stats He's sheet. been injured. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Deontay Johnson's had a great... Yeah, did he quite. just come back for one year? Juju would be a free Yeah, he's on a one-year year. contract. One-year right, deal. Okay. God, his stuff whether is he not gets high, picked up, it? no, whether he gets picked up next year by the I'm not sure, just because of cap space, cap room. Yeah. But where would he go? I mean, again, oh, he'd I find think a place. He's a really good receiver. Teams will like look at him, but ugh, yeah, he'll find I a mean, place. He... It's just whether he overvalues himself in the market, so to speak. I, well, I yeah, think that's like what last Bell year. Mm. <laughs> but Le'Veon Bell's kicking himself. We didn't take that contract from Pittsburgh. Now I'm sure he's probably doing okay still. Didn't do as well he... as he would do on the Steelers, though. He got paid with the Jets, didn't he? Not as much as the Steelers contract. Mm. Took yeah. a pay cut to come back. Yeah. Pray for now, Levy on yeah. this Christmas. And he wouldn't have got guys. all of it anyway because he got released and cut and everything else like that. So pray for Levy on. Uh, quick, quickly, can we just talk about Urban Meyer? Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to say now I told you earlier in the season that Urban Meyer wouldn't make it to the end of the year. I yeah, can't remember it. if I said week 10 or if I said end of the year. But I Did definitely you, said one of the. I feel like you said the bye week. Um, in my head, but either way, was. you, you know, it could have been that too. Either we'll way, I said he's not going to last the rest of the year. And you guys said, no, no, they've given him too much, especially Ollie. Ollie mm-hmm. was there as a little naysayer right here, just chirping away. Oh, I was the same. Well, just I can't remember you were, so I'll throw you in there too, then chirping away yeah. in my ear, tell me how wrong I was. They spent too much money, there's no way they're going to keep him. And my words were, if you see a sinking ship, you try and get off it before it sinks and just completely destroys because all you'll do is destroy any morale you have in that locker room any trust you have in ownership or the general manager. Yeah. If the head coach is doing what he has been doing, there's no way, no way that a team can be successful as a professional in college or high school. Fine. You can threaten the players and do whatever you like to them because you're the ultimate figure of authority. But when you're playing a professional sport, when people are being paid more money than you are, sorry, buddy, but you are no longer the ultimate authority here. And you've got an owner, you've got to sort of answer to, who wants to see results? It is a hilarious breakdown. It's it? unbelievable. Like, I mean, it, 
it really is like it's not i don't know i i, I mean it, i don't think i've had anything like it like since i've been watching football that i can think of like a head coach getting things going this badly like immediately and there was no real bright spot at all like they didn't have a game they didn't have like trevor lawrence hasn't developed he's got worse and worse every week like one scandal followed another like and it what? started from the very start as well. It's I remember the person he was he hired. From the name of the guy he hired at the beginning of the year. Oh, the racist, think, uh, yeah, offensive line strength, coach. Was it or strength whatever. coach? Some of that, whatever it was. Mm. He's a line coach, but yeah, whatever. It could have been. Uh, it, I'll look he it shouldn't have never been hired, and then to be fired straight away. Urban Meyer tried to defend him to start off with before it was told, no, no, you can't do that. Does this look worse now, though? I think it actually reflects really badly on the Jags at this point. If they got rid of Meyer right after Bar- like Bargate, yeah. they look great because they're like, this is an attitude we're not going to accept, we're not going to tolerate in our organisation. We fight as a team, we win as a team, you get on the team cut of playing home with everybody. You definitely don't go to a bar and get caught on camera having some young blonde girl grinding into your lap. This is not what we were looking for from our head coach. And our attitude, uh, it doesn't reflect the organisations. Yeah, I mean, philosophy, yeah. I mean, just all of that regurgitated press conference rubbish that they could have then just thrown at him and he's gone. And instead, they stuck with him, stuck with him, stuck with him. Games got worse and worse and worse They should have fired him then, really, in retrospect. That's what I said. Because it's like, they also... I think that, you know, having read the statement by Khan, that they're kind of, you know, he basically said, we gave him a chance to prove that he can be, um, you know, a a model professional from now on. We didn't get that. Um, And now we're letting him go. But like to kind of give him the chance after that, when it was already going badly, I think that he must look back and be like, I wish I'd just cut it then. Well, it makes the Jags look like a dysfunctional, non unorganized mess right well that's what they are yeah and yeah and yeah so but the whole point was that like bringing urban meyer and trevor lawrence in was meant to be the thing that would steady a ship and make the jags look like right we've got our two key figures our pillars of the head coach and quarterback and this is going to be the organization now pushing forward in a structured manner with a goal and a method clear to that goal and then they were like oh no it's just ah Let's just start. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what it is, it's just it's just a nightmare. And the Jags are just proving time and time again to continue to be the NFL's definition of dysfun- uh, dysfunction. I know. I, I, it's going to be, I guess it's, in a way, it's a good job to come into because expectations are going to be very low. And, you know, you have got a potential superstar quarterback. But... The rest of the roster looks poor, except They're for James Robinson. Be so demoralised after this season, and the ownership doesn't seem like they know what they can do. Like I would be a little bit concerned about going to work for that guy after all the missteps they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, know what you I mean? say like, are you, gonna, you say the you say it's not complete a, control, but you say it's not a great roster. But James Robinson's a great running back. Shell Junior's a good young wide receiver. Marvin Jones, Marvin, is good. yeah, Marvin Jones is good. He's like, still got Miles Jack, he's good. Player. Yeah, he's yeah good Miles player. Jack's still there. Josh yeah. Allen, the other Josh yeah. Allen, the good one, because he's good. Like, <laughs> 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 they, 
Oh, we just have to interject at this point, by the way, that when we discussed the Obermeyer thing, when this happened, you both were also saying that they shouldn't sack him, they shouldn't fire him, there's no need to. For sure. So now you're going back and looking in hindsight and you're making the same decision that the Jags front office made. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying, though, is should you have waited till the end of the season? To do it mid-season like this, yeah. is it looks... That's what Poor. I thought is like. So I think you you had to have given him a proper yeah, amount of time. It, you have to if you're if you're going to stick with him, you have to stick with him. You can't be like that's like having trying to play the bluff in poker and then backing out of your bluff and just folding before the yeah. final turn of the card and being oh I just haven't got the hand off oh, forget it I'm out I'm out but you put a load of chips in anyway. So now you've wasted bench. all your chips on a bluff that, that you didn't that have. That literally feels like how you play poker, Ollie. Yeah, basically, poker, yeah. by the way. Yeah, oh, I bail out on a bluff so many times. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got a couple of aces, boys. Don't you worry about? No, I don't. I don't really. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The thing with it though, he benches James Robinson for one fumble, then Carlos Hyde fumbles, doesn't get benched. He tells his his players and his coaches that they're losers. All they kind happened, of are. No, but so is he because he's the one steering the ship. He's ultimately the one responsible for it. So I understand the point of giving to the end of the season, but at the same time, you've also got to think about how it comes back to what we see in, in Premier League football. When you can tell the manager has lost the dressing room, the players aren't playing and really don't care if they win or lose because they've had enough of it. And so they want to try and make a change. The way to make a change or try and force ownership's hand is to show them, we don't respect this person at all, which they clearly didn't after the bar incident. When he had these meetings with the individual position groups, everyone yeah. laughed after he left the room because of how much of a joke he became. Ah, so he loses all authority. I, I mean, still... you look back at the Jags with Coughlin, the Jags players hated Tom Coughlin being there. And they had, I think the NFLPA had 25% of the the grievances sent yeah. to them by players were from the Jaguars. So they didn't like the people in charge then either. So they are a team where they need to try and get a hold of a coach, which is a player's coach who can motivate and try and make things better and put pieces around him that can look after it. Like Tomlin. But much, Tomlin's not looking after... Go on. Much like we spoke about with the Jets last year, now you've got a group of players in there that have had their complaints against Coughlin. He's gone. And now they've had their... Taking the mick out of their head coach for this year, Urban Meyer, and he's gone. Player power in that locker room has swung so far in their favour that now you've got a team, a whole team that will have potentially a culture of we get things our way. Yeah. And there's yeah. no real leader because the guy that's meant to step up at this point is Trevor Lawrence. And he's not playing well enough from the looks yeah. of it. And he needs to be taught. It was really interesting chatting with a couple of people about how um, the coaches in Buffalo, when Josh Allen came in, were telling Josh in the first half of his first season... No, go and say to that player. They were basically telling him when to be a leader. They were showing him the points to try and hit. Of This is how you'll get them on side. So a coach would whisper into his ear or say something in his ear of like, go up to him and tell him he needs to do a better job running that route or something like that. And so Alan would go up and do that. So it wasn't coming instinctively to him, but they trained him to be an NFL QB leader. Now, I don't think Trevor Lawrence at this point in time from what you know about the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, necessarily has somebody who's probably doing that for him right now. And if he is, do you really think it's actually having an effect? Because he doesn't necessarily look like a leader right now and he needs somebody to train him. And he's the only person in that locker room 
who looks like he's going to be there for the long-term future and can try and stabilise a group of players that are running, the lunatics are running the asylum kind of thing. So I think I the think Jags have they, got a real, real culture problem potentially. Yeah, oh, I agree with all of that. And I think that it, it points to, you know, they're not going to have another coach from college instantly. I think they're going to go with somebody experienced. I was thinking somebody like maybe Dan Quinn, who seems to have rehabbed himself at the Cowboys. Like somebody with head coach experience who can step in, who's been, he was always respected by the, and liked by the players. I think that's why he stuck around too long in Atlanta. Yeah, It might not be Dan Quinn. I'm just saying that that's one example. It'd be so Again, sad if it was Eric the enemy. Yeah, Somebody I'm, who's I'm, steady, you know. The thing with Dan Quinn, he shows that he's a decent defensive coordinator, but I think when you give him head coach responsibilities too, he doesn't have the same ability to organise a defence like he did for the Seahawks and he's now doing with the Cowboys. Granted, yeah. with the Cowboys, he's got an absolute generational talent in Michael Parsons that's just going everywhere like a human heat-seeking missile. Um, the only thing again with Trevor Lawrence though, going back to that, is that you remember a few, I think I don't know how much week it was but after one of the games where they lost Evermeyer came out and said we we basically said that they suck, they're useless and we have to get better or whatever and we're not, we, he had said something and then Trevor Lawrence came out straight after and said the exact opposite and then the exact opposite was much more we're trying to get better, we're trying to learn, we're doing what we can and we're going to improve and we're going to win games he actually showed far more leadership in that one interview than Urban Meyer did at any interview or anything else we've heard from the entire thing. So I, I understand what you're saying completely, but I think if you look at some of the things that Trevor Lawrence has come out and said, he's looked far more like uh, a leader. I, yeah, I, there's a big difference though to being able to lead in front of the camera like that, where that is just regurgitated. Yeah, no, we give 110%, you know, play a hard game. We, we're always learning, looking to improve. Go, things going to get better, like just freaking generic stuff. And actually leading, and, and because we're not privy to, you know, the depths of their practice sessions and things like that, so we don't know. But it doesn't look like he is necessarily on the field when you see him on a Sunday. He doesn't look like the commanding young authoritative figure yet. And that will potentially come in time for sure. But it's more difficult to try and establish yourself in that role when you've got an absolute mess all around you in terms of yeah oh man i don't know i mean but then because yeah, some mean, people are really high on lawrence still really high some people say they've seen enough the from talent. him yeah. yeah you just need to make sure you can understand reads it's, at the professional just, level but it's going to be it's going to be super hard to get so if they go for a offensive minded coach which would make sense you know to bring the best out of lawrence it's just like it's just not a good job to take. You think of like Eric Viemini and stuff. Like, please don't, Eric, don't. Well, like I can't the imagine them doing him, it though. because they they're they're in short supply. Coaches that good and you know offensive coaches. The league is offensively minded, so they're in even greater like demand. And you know why would you want to go down there and have your first head coaching role at the Jags? Rebuilding. Just, just stay put. And then take or you could go somewhere else. You could go to a better team, you know. Like, yeah. Or stay put and win another. And welcome my homes and carry on the same offense and just not yeah. have to worry about. But it. But I'm just saying, just in general, I just it's I don't know, it's going to be tough for them to attract coaching talent. I think because they've had such a shocker, the Jags. Yeah, recently. and I get it. <laughs> it. Also makes you wonder about the big name college head coaches whether or not they'll be able to make the transition to the NFL quite as easily because of course Nick Saban failed. Open Meyer now has historically failed. 
I mean, Jim Harbaugh did really well with the 49ers, then fell out with ownership, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you fall out with a very, very, very bad. Let's 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 just put Chip Kelly. Yeah, in how the box. was that Chip Kelly experience, Ollie? It was really fun for one year, and then it all got really <laughs> awkward. Was it the year that he traded away Sean McCoy for Kiko Alonso and got rid of Jeremy Macklin? And yeah, yeah. When actually Shady Vic Macklin was a really nice trio, and then it wasn't and Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I can't think of many other college coaches at the minute that were high profile have come into the league and do very well because Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury wasn't high profile like Cliff Chip Kelly Kingsbury. was or Jim Harbaugh yeah. or the other ones. So, What about a return of Harbaugh? If Michigan Michigan are going to be in the, I think they're in the uh, college football playoffs, I think the second best team in the country, third best team in the country. Why would he go there? I mean, I'm sure to prove... want to get him, but why? Well, it's this is this is the trouble you it. have with any coach though. Like, why on earth would you want to go and start trying to rebuild a house on sand again? I know. Like, there's no, there's nothing appealing to going and playing and coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars at this point. It's not like they've got a storied history or anything. They're a young team and they've made the playoffs. You know who'd fit in Florida as a coach? Because he's fit in Florida as a coach before. I'm just saying, John Gruden. <laughs> that would be amazing way to get out of the uh, frying pan into the fire with the controversy. So the thing with the Jags, though, Dave, so although you good. mentioned about not making the playoffs very often, they have made two AFC Championship games in their time in the league since '96. But again, again, ownership giving that big contract to Bortles—that was another huge misstep that mm-hmm. held them back for years, really, in yeah. terms of like salary cap and like progressing the team. Hey, oh. but. The other way to sort the Jacksonville Jaguars out, if you want a complete culture change, you take Move that whole franchise, drag them across the pond. Because, don't know if you saw the uh, the great news from the NFL this week, the home market territories that they've put across the globe. Now, I still don't quite understand what it all means, but basically, the NFL announced home marketing area teams to try and expand team, certain teams' influences in other parts of the world. Okay. So they've kind of split things up. Canada is going to have the Vikings and the Seahawks push them, I guess, because of the closeness to the, the border they've got. So Arizona. Mexico uh, gets Mexico. Arizona, Dallas, the Broncos, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Rams, the Steelers, the 49ers. Mexico Bra- gets all them. Just a load. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. Oh, they're taking... The home market team to try and increase influence in Brazil. They get the Miami Dolphins. Team slowly on the up and up, I reckon. Long terms, Uh, you know, fluctuating. Spain gets the Bears and the Dolphins. Australia gets the Rams. China. Are they known for their NFL watching? No idea. It's like Germany and the UK. So Germany gets the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Patriots and the Buccaneers. The UK, we have... Six teams that are allowed to like market and improve their influence here in the UK. Jaguars, Lions, um, other crap teams, Texans, Falcons, Falcons, um, Falcons could be one of them. Jets, um, one of the one of the uh, New York teams anyway. Maybe both of them. (laughs) The Eagles. No. Oh come on. Um, No, you you got two. So we got the Jags and the Jets, the Bears, the Dolphins, the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. 
And Jazz's favourite, get those Kirk Cousins jerseys on, people oh. of the UK, because we also we get the Vikings as well. Push push those jerseys out. He's taking his headphones off. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's walking out. Jazz has Jazz has just stopped being involved in the NFL. Jazz? Oh, he's going to go and watch the new <laughs> Spider-Man like a bloody nerd. Maybe he's going to go and join the queue for one of those new Kirk Cousins jerseys. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> that was dramatic enough for a walk-off. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I don't really understand it. Like, yeah, I don't know what that any of that means. Like, um, what hurts the most about that, Ollie? That you said Jazz's favorite. Arbitrary. I thought maybe they're going to say the Steelers, and no, he throws that one at me. No, no. Yeah, there's a there's an official statement on Twitter and everything like that, but it's uh, it's a, an initiative for those teams to push their brands more. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm no, I'm not gonna no. So that's a handsome Hank um, inspired thing. Then I think he's head of development, isn't he? Maybe, so maybe. He come up with I don't that. get that. I don't know what it means though. I don't get it. I guess we'll see. What it's they it's do. not gonna stop. It's not like I'm gonna be like, well, now we've got six teams, the UK's teams. Yeah. So I'm gonna maybe it means they do like more into like the players and the coaches and stuff. Do more interviews on like those like TV stations and stuff. I think it's maybe. more that they'll make the merchandise more readily available. That'll be it. Yeah. Okay. So Primark will start selling those teams. Yeah. Well, again, right. right. You've got the Raiders, you've got Washington from the old school days. Like There are teams that you could have picked more than the Vikings, at least, or the Bears. I mean, oh, the, the Bears. No God, one likes the, the Bears. Yeah. Well, uh, in fairness to the Jets, I mean, that Falcons game was a Jets home game. So yeah, people love them. I, maybe they saw that the and they Jets. were like, well, you know, let's get the Jets on here. The UK loves the Jets for no reason. Yeah. All right, let's do some bets quickly and get out of yeah, here because you guys yeah, have got yeah. real jobs. And so stuff. I do mine first. Yeah, short, short and sweet. Well, yeah, short and sweet. How can you not remember it? It's two teams. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> That's a very. I genuinely point. couldn't. I genuinely couldn't remember either of them. So that shows how much faith I've got in these outcomes. Um, Tragic. I already regret it as well. Uh, Houston Texans plus three, um, and I think yes. I put that on before Meyer got fired because teams tend to have a bounce back when they get new when they get a new interim coach unless you're Uh, the jacksonville jaguars so that was a bad idea and then the patriots plus two which i feel all right about Mm. and that's given me a massive four pounds hey i got right four pound 15 to one four pound 15 so more than last my last two bet i could get if we're doing it in diet cokes i could probably get 10 Diet Cokes for that, maybe. Oh, I don't think you can. No way, match. not at all. Unless it was a value pack on offer. If you get multi-pack, different conversations. Yeah, yeah fridge pack. Single can. No, we're oh, going okay. multi-pack. I think it's single cans. I'm savvy, Jazz. I'm not buying single cans. You savvy know, with the I'm money, that, not so much with the actual bets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm similar on you in, in there. In the, I'm taking the Patriots to beat the Colts. Nice. Taking the Texans to beat the Jags. Oh, uh, I'm taking the Jets to cover a 9.5 spread against the Dolphins. Oh, I looked at that. I didn't like it. I'm taking Washington <laughs> to cover a 9.5 spread against the Eagles. Yes. I'm like taking that. the yeah. Bengals to beat the Broncos, and I'm taking the Seahawks to cover the spread against the Rams, because even though the Rams were really good, divisional I thought, against game, the Cardinals, yeah. divisional game, and just I still don't trust them. Yeah. If the yeah. Rams lost Cooper Cup, by the way, what, is he be... out for the season? No, no, no. If they if they oh, lost Cooper oh, Cup. Right. I'm getting really hopeful then because I got him this week in the fantasy 
the week before fantasy playoffs, I have to win if, to get. If they the didn't have cup, they wouldn't have a, yeah, a Not hope fans. in hell. Yeah, it's insane. He's so good, but yeah, that's given me uh, ninety-eight to one. Oh, it's pretty I good. Like that. Mm. Don't think that's a crazy uh, thing to happen. So oh. I went after odds a little bit too. So I've taken both the Saturday night games because you know why not? I'm taking the Patriots to beat the Colts, taking the Browns to beat the Raiders. Although I don't really want to see that happen. I right. Just sorry to suspend it. The fact that we've all taken the Patriots means it's is not happening. A problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Really. So, sorry, carry on. Um, so I'm taking the Bengals to beat the Broncos, the Steelers to beat the Titans, the Jets Ooh. to be plus nine and a half against the Dolphins. To- okay. And the Bills minus ten and a half against the Cam Newton led Panthers. And that oh, got yeah, me gonna murder them, yeah. Ninety to one. Ah, oh, similar. Similar for you guys. Nice. So how many Diet Cokes can you get for that? Many. Many well, hundreds. pounds on. So it's four hundred and fifty five pound return. So probably many. enough to do the next three years. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands of Diet Cokes. Good luck oh, with, your two, yes. with your two with your two bet, measure, Dave. Measure things now. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. I really wasn't hope. It other, wasn't it vodka and something else you measure it too? Uh yeah. But I can't remember how that system works, so I'm moving to diet cakes. Let's just not talk about alcohol for a few days, please. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, I, like, I liked the little system we had for, for measuring things. Yeah, I know. I forgot already. We'll go diet cakes. More family friendly jazz. Peanuts and vodka, there you go. Oh yeah, peanuts. peanuts. And God, yeah, millions of peanuts for four hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, that's because it sixty peanuts isn't many peanuts. Sixty vodka shots. That's a lot of vodka shots. Yeah, that is a lot of vodka shots. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. That's what it was. Yeah, and sixty diet cokes. Why are you talking about diet cokes? That's a lot. Because but it, we're it's not going to kill you. In, we're measuring things with peanuts and vodka. Like, yeah. don't talk about diet cokes. It's fucking weird. What about vodka yeah. cokes? Nah, that's just crazy. Is that too? peanuts in your in your vodka? I mean, that's a great night at a bar. Peanuts and peanuts vodka and coke. Vodka. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine you like peanuts and vodka, maybe not peanuts, eating a your... lot of peanuts, no. getting thirsty, and then sinking like a million <laughs> a bottle, vodka a bottle, cakes. A bottle of vodka. Yeah. Sat at the bar telling war stories about the wars I wasn't in. <laughs> yeah, lying. Yeah. Yeah, and so, criticizing other commentators for doing a bad job. I always just like people who lie like that to just tell stories that clearly aren't true. So like, just don't tell a story. What about no being in a war? Or just any story. Or saying it. Say, for example, you told me, Dave, and I, I bet you don't want friends. people telling you any stories. No, no. I'll, I'll, I'll quantify this, please. So, say, for example, I wanted to be. Can your you friend, quantify Dave. it in peanuts and vodka? Wait. So we're and not you told me. Now. You told now. me that you ate 5,000 peanuts. And I'd be like, I did the same. I never did that, but I'm just doing that to make it seem like we have something in common. I've got oh. nothing about. I don't want nothing to do with that. You're a very weak individual, Jazz. If you're making up stories just to try and have something in common with that's somebody, that's my point. I don't. I don't it's want. It. That's not what I'm. It's not Why do you do that? I'm not doing that, Jackass. You just said you. Listen to you what said, I said you lied about Wait, so eating five thousand peanuts. Five thousand peanuts. A lot of peanuts, Jazz. I remember. Peanuts. I remember when Dave had five thousand peanuts. Why would you lie about having it as well just to be friends with him? That's my point. I don't like that. I hate that. But, but, but you just did it already. I thought we were friends now. No, I'm just saying if I wanted to be friends with you and I hadn't been friends with you or something like that, I'm just using you as an example. So you don't like Dave? Yeah. What, That's what I'm trying on? to say, yeah. I feel Basically, that we were friends you can, just, now you can take his this... peanuts and you can fuck off. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. Are we back to the suck it bitch years? <laughs> I mean, right. there's been several times I've wanted to use that again. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I don't like people.